Hello, and welcome to Jack versus the world. Today we're going to be talking about BoJack Horseman. Very interesting show, yeah, to say the least. It's definitely the beefiest thing we've covered at six seasons long. Yeah, it's a lot, so we'll be less on just like episode to episode and uh, really compare the seasons and the show as a whole. Yeah, the seasons all have their own distinctive feel, too, and their like main event that's definitely. going on. Definitely, yes, and they... Like, even though it does flow together really well and you do get those cliffhangers, which at the time you had to wait from mm -hmm. season to season, uh, they definitely feel different. And like you said, very distinct. I just have one question for you before <laughs> we start, Joe. I know exactly Jack. what you're going to say. Uh, <clears throat> now, if you're taking a boat <laughs> from here to New York, <laughs> are you gonna go around the horn like a gentleman <laughs> or cut through the panama canal like some kind of democrat <laughs> that's that's very funny mr Buttercup. <laughs> i feel like i'm probably not gonna take a boat to new york <laughs> at this point in our lives yeah that, that seems like a very uh not efficient way but to if get you to new did york. take a boat you're definitely not cutting through like some kind of democrat no, I'd probably take the scenic route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was, he, he had a point there. Hmm. Who knows? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start because it is, I guess we start with season one. Yeah, of course. Easiest, uh, the worst season. Yes, absolutely the worst season. Uh, that's saying something because it's still really good. It's the worst uh, season of my favorite show. So like, <laughs> it's still one of them has to be the worst. Right? Very, very good. But yeah, like we said, uh, when I've, you just look at the, you know, the episode lineup, it's good and it doesn't, but it doesn't really set the standard. I don't think until season two where you're like, okay, this is what the show is really going to be like. I think the very first scene of the show, well, I guess two scenes because you start with uh, horsing around, right? You yeah. start with there and then it cuts to the interview that uh, they're having with Bojack. Which and is That perfectly great. does set up Bojack and tell you exactly who he is, what's been going on, setting everything, just establishes all of it. And then the rest of the season, for the most part, it, it has some good gags, but, uh, and I've told you this before, I think with any comedy, the first season is the weakest because yeah. they have to find their own funny. They have to- Yeah, what are we, what is our shtick? Yes. What, how, what kind of comedy are we going for? Is it, and, turns out uh very dark yeah. in this case <laughs> uh, a little bit political here and there so obviously if you get triggered by certain things you're not gonna like this show if you don't like animation you're not gonna mm -hmm. like this show which is the first the first hurdle, hurdle. to o yeah. overcome <laughs> is that the animation is very different than a lot of other shows It's very distinct i would argue it's not that good the, the actual animation at times hits, you know, a sweet spot, as all animation does. It is right. very hard because every when everything's drawn, uh, actually, and you had a, a point on this, how did they do the animation here? They animated it with Adobe Flash Player. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I could, I definitely see that. They literally used this dead program, now dead, it wasn't at the time, yeah. to animate this show. And 
Um, it's not like the show. The show isn't designed for eye candy. No, it, it's definitely not like the strong point. And I would rather them just kind of skimp out on it and focus on the larger, you know, parts that they want to. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely something you got to talk about when you're reviewing the and when, show. When a show is funny, it doesn't have to be all that much of a spectacle visual. No, and I wouldn't even say that the the main point of the show is to be funny. Right. I would say it's it's more of a drama. Yeah. Where you are focused on this horse's <laughs> life, horse his, his this horse man's. <laughs> life his his mistakes his old mm-hmm. you know redemption arc if you can even say he can be redeemed right and so you're right the animation is not the most important part but what's important is that they get the visual gags it's still bad and that there's though. visual clarity oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's true is that like animation can be so it's weird because the actual quality is poor but like you said it's still clear and there's definitely some visual gags that are still going on. Interestingly enough, a lot of the scenes, I paid attention a lot more to like the framing and everything in the scene with this, like, what is it, my fifth rewatch of this show? Yeah. Um, there are gags that they, or actually entire scenes that they play out just like a stage play. For instance, um, the Diane episode in uh, season one where she goes to visit her family because her dad has died. Yeah. <laughs> so they spend probably 10 minutes in their living room in that episode it's it's okay it's not 10 minutes probably close to like six or eight or ten you know minutes. yeah an extensive <laughs> amount of time yeah in one room and they have people entering stage left entering stage right it's set up exactly like a stage and then at the very end of that scene they have a gag where their dead dad was sitting in his chair the whole time in the room yeah. and diane would have seen that because she's like Right there. Right there. Uh-huh. But they just turn the chair around toward the audience, toward the fourth wall, and we see that he's been there the there, whole time. A lot of, yeah, there is a lot of that is just like a stage stuff play. going on, especially with the animation and how goofy it gets. Because the universe itself, there is no logic here. <laughs> uh, when, whenever you have the, you know, uh, what do you call it? Whenever it's like Anna. Anthropomorphic? A- anthropomorphic, yeah. Something like that. Where, yeah, you have these. Yeah, and and I thought creatures gonna... with human like quality, it there is not logic here. In a lot of cases, it is like this is funny. There is a pun here or whatever, or you know the way the this universe works is not off of logic, and they, that's okay. They accept it they and they roll of, with it. They kind of try to explain it a little bit kind with of. the worst episode in the entire show, where they're explaining that there's chicken. Like th- that, they have the yes. farms where they raise, but they're like chickens stupid. Are, yeah, they're like designed to be eaten, and it's like but, super weird. But they're kind of. It's like okay, well, is that like your fellow being that's right. on your like equivalent level, but kind of, but not really. The only other time they address it is when one person is at a diner where uh, every time there's a diner waitress, it's a cow for yeah. some reason. Oh, except and the she dog. comes out and she says, "Here's your steak," and she's like yeah. pissed off, and they're like. I'm sorry. And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, there's there's also some obviously with animation comes intentional background yes, scenes. Yes, exactly. And That's what I, I think there, there's times where you'll see, like you said, in the diner where somebody will be eating a creature, and the mm-hmm. the other creature 
who is a person kind of right. is like sitting at another table looking over at the table like how could you right yeah <laughs> so, yeah they do that kind of thing like I said when they did try to address it those were the weaker episodes I yeah feel. exactly it's whenever they just... just rolled with it and they were like alright we accept it just kind of doesn't make sense and we're just gonna make fun and of it and the amount of visual background gags in this show very hilarious yeah if you pay this show rewards you for paying attention yes and for watching it multiple times as well because for a sure. lot of the jokes are rapid fire on their own without addressing all the different backgrounds. Yeah, stuff that's you have on. to pay attention. Uh, definitely got to pay attention to the dialogue and keep up, uh, especially with Princess Carolyn, uh, my mm-hmm. favorite character. <laughs> Mine too. The objectively best character in the show. <laughs> you're, if you think so, otherwise, you're wrong. Sorry. So I, I wanted to address more of the the animal stuff. So I, I, I honestly thought you were going to say that one of the biggest uh, barriers of entry is the fact that it's animalistic characters. No, see, so. This is this is what I'm gonna say on this. Okay. And why I don't think so. I think it is just animation versus not. Because if somebody is cool with animation, they're like, oh yeah, like animal people, got it. You know? I, I've seen other things like this if you watch anime or, or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that do that these days. Yes. Yeah, or even you know, hell, you watch Family Guy, Brian's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm that is not a regular dog. <laughs> no. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, if your barrier to entry is animation, you're probably going to be fine with animal people anyway. That's fine. If you're saying, yeah. like, I already like animation stuff, you'll be okay with this. And there's probably some, obviously, there's going to be some people, but I think it's a very small group. Most of the people that are going to have a hard time with this are ones that don't like animation to begin with. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I think. So, so that's my, th- yeah, like we said, so that's the first hurdle. I think and immediately the, you block people off. I think one of the big reasons a lot of shows are having animal traits for their characters is because it lets you learn things about the character on your first glance. And it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. The Absolutely. puns, bro. I, the amount of horse jokes that are made in this. <laughs> I mean, come on. Or, or just with any of the animals uh, mm-hmm. in here. It's, it's very good. that You have that whole cat and mouse episode. Yep. Where he's like, oh, he's a he's a mouse, and he's like, I'm dating a cat, and it's like, oh, you know, and yeah. you get into the, all the racial stuff with that, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the mice end up being racist against cats. Yeah, when, when and it's, Princess Carolyn goes to meet the mice family. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's it, <laughs> and it, it is a a comment on like interracial relationships because yep. if anyone if you've ever dated somebody, you know that is not the same skin the color. same skin yeah. color, you will run into problems not just with. You know, maybe their family, but your own friends, or their random friends. people out, random people when you're yeah. out in public. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll get crap from some people. As so, I mean, it's important. This and the show does have a lot of social commentary. Yeah, it has a lot of important points to make. That's uh, for sure. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about why I think it is important that it's animated, though. Yeah. So, I mean, my how, biggest, I don't know if you can hear my cat screaming in the background. How else would you have animal characters if it wasn't animated? It'd be so weird. It would be very strange. So <laughs> that's first and foremost. But I want to talk about the contrast. That's actually more furry. <laughs> True. True. It's a little less furry when it's animated. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the most important part, oh, what me. I want to say is, <laughs> is uh, the contrast. So... Looking at it, it is very, very goofy looking. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's made in a freaking Adobe Flash player or whatever. And so obviously, when you first glance at this, it's like, it is just so goofy looking. But the, the material in it 
mm-hmm. and the commentary is very serious. The meat. The meat is very dark. And I think that brings it out even more when you have all this wacky stuff going on and then it just slaps you. Yep. Because the contrast is so stark between what you're looking at and what you're feeling. Yeah, there's a there's a great juxtaposition there, I would agree. Yeah. And, and, and then I, I think that's the, the strong point is it brings out that stuff even more more so than what a live action show could mm-hmm. and then of course with any dark comedy after the the punch hits the gut punch you want to laugh again afterward and you get yeah. that comedic relief and it's this cycle of laughter sad laughter sad and it's like you see a character who's completely depressed sitting at the airport and then some a giraffe walks by who has literally seven neck pillows and it's just goofy. <laughs> it is and that's great goofy. and you're like i can't help but laugh even though I'm feeling all these emotions. Uh, yeah, so like we said, the show starts off a little... Yeah, my, my cat's <laughs> freaking out right now, acting like a character from BoJack, thinks he's a person, you know, yep. it's whatever. But yeah, this show starts off kind of on the weaker side. Yeah. It definitely rewards you for sticking with it. And season two uh, kicks it off strong, but... Yeah, like you said, they, they struggle to find their footing for that first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, they use, do, though, it works out. They great. use a lot of cutaways, like Family Guy, yeah. where two characters are talking about a thing, and they're like, oh, it's like that time that this happened, and then they cut away, and then you see those characters standing on the street, and they're then the thing that they just described happened. It's like, okay, yeah, I've seen this 300,000 times yep. in Family Guy. Or and they any do that other show. less and less as the show goes on. They do it a little bit in um, season two or three with like the, the gag with the halloween in yes was it halloween in july yes i think that's what it was and they're like andrew garfield uh was gonna be in this movie and then he ended up having an accident and then it cuts to the (laughs) to the store and he ends up falling through the floor because it's not made yet (laughs) and and that makes sense it's got like a clarity it's not characters telling you about a story that happened and then you see the story happen it's just such an exhaustive process for one little joke you know it, that's it what they do though they go well. the extra yeah they do go the extra mile for these jokes sometimes they don't always hit though so some of them though they have like a lot of build up the the neil mcfeel i don't yes. want to say the whole thing and spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it no but, but like all the setup that goes into that for one joke is absolutely phenomenal to me i love that so much <laughs> yeah they're... But that just goes back to it being very, like I said, everything is so intentional with this. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you could tell, besides the animation, there's a lot of effort that goes into the writing. Mm-hmm. And you can see that a lot, especially in the later seasons when they start to do wordplay, where they have a character going through like a monologue where almost every other word rhymes. Just yes. because. <laughs> just because they're good writers like that. And um, the I, only time I remember hearing, I'll really complain about the writing is whenever we the episode with those investigative reporters yeah that is my least favorite episode and i hate those characters and i know they tried hard and i know there's like it's quality and it's but man are they annoying yeah that's the uh the final season right yeah i, I think they're so. probably it's probably some kind of big reference to some media that we have i don't seen. i don't know like but they they talk like i'm gonna say they're from the 20s because that's yeah. just the first thing that comes to my head i could be wrong but and to me, I was like, oh, it's like a character from like the And there's a part the where her sister says, why do you talk like that? We're from, where was it? Yeah, whatever. Michigan or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just, uh, I, I hated that episode. I struggled to get through it. Yeah. Uh, because it is very different. 
And, and that just happens sometimes where a show will go off and they try to do something a little different for an episode or so. It's also a trope that's been used a bunch of time. The, the reporters who are, you know, going through boundaries that like normally yeah. normal people are like oh i wouldn't that's want to press much. this yeah that's and it could too be, much man. that is how that long, is how far are we gonna get before someone said <laughs> that is too much man uh, <laughs> no and maybe maybe it is just like over my head and they were doing some kind of joke or something making fun of regardless i thought it was just annoying uh fell kind of flat for me and there mm-hmm. there's gonna be there's a few episodes like that where just kind of fell flat i think it's they're fine but you struggle to get through them and then those episodes are still someone else's favorite exactly like, guarantee it yeah they uh we can talk about the the difference between the churro episode and the underwater episode yeah free churro and what's the underwater one called i don't remember so, off the top of my head so there's an episode in season three that a lot of people really really love Let's where see. um bojack horseman goes fish out of water Fish out of water, yes. So Bojack Horseman is to go to a press release in an underwater city, which is a little bit of world building for the show where they're showing us how underwater life works for these animal people. And more more racial tensions uh, between the land and the sea creatures because uh, you see some bias there and just some prejudice mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, a lot of people looking at him like literally a fish, fish out of water, right? A fish out of water. <laughs> But yeah, um, for you get about three minutes of dialogue in the beginning of the episode, and then for almost the entirety of it to literally the very end, there is no more dialogue. It's all just visual storytelling. And the and greatest gag of all time, he could <laughs> speak whenever he wanted to. <laughs> yes, he just, if Bojack would just take a little bit of time, right? be a little patient, and learn some things and listen to people, hey, guess what? It was this is this is why I like this episode so much because it just completely encapsulates the entire problem with Bojack as a person where he just doesn't freaking listen to anybody. It would make his life so much easier. And you see it here. The entire time he could have solved all his problems if he just clicked this little button and he allows him to speak. But did he do that? No, because he never took the time to ask anyone or listen to anyone about the rules down here how it was going to be different or how he could communicate or do anything and all of that is because the horse is an ass <laughs> <laughs> oh man this here we go did you have any other thoughts about season one i mean obviously the telescope is a really great episode uh, i mean they, they kind of hit you over the head with the the political stuff a bit early on with the soldier and how bojack is like on oh, just because you're a soldier doesn't mean you're a hero and it's like yeah, but that's also just Bojack's take. It's exactly. not like the show taking a big stance as much as it is later, where that's definitely being... Kind of. So when you... Okay, so I would argue that when you make a character, the main character of a show, whenever he has something to say, I think the writers have a little bit of something to say. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and it is almost like... He isn't necessarily always wrong. It's just the way he says things right. and the way he presents it. And so they do get that from his character immediately. And you're like, okay, so I kind of understand that this guy is not the greatest person. It doesn't mean he's unintelligent. It's also very complicated topics. Yeah. like Th- That's the thing. They, there, there, there are, are some are, uncomfy situations you're going to There are a lot of experience. veterans who 
don't like to be like worshipped as heroes. Yeah, like a lot of people who would agree with Bojack who are veterans. And then and there's the other. That's side. why it makes it such a good social commentary. Yeah. And then it's the other side is like, hey, you could have. Oh, and also when it comes down to it, he could have just been a decent person, and been like, you know what, man. You go ahead and take he, those little bonbons, the muffins, yeah. muffins, whatever was, they are. He's too spiteful. And that was exactly. literally the second episode of the show. They need to show us that Bojack is very spiteful. He will go out of his way just to be an ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's what makes him such a compelling character. Not not just because he goes off and does these things, but because he's funny and he's witty and he's charismatic. Yeah. And it's, we have to you, like him. You want to like him? I will say... On the rewatch, the first time through, I'm rooting for Bojack, and I'm like, all right, I kind of. On the second or third watch through, I'm like, nah, nah, this guy. There is, in my opinion, there is no redeeming him. Right. Whenever somebody falls this low, I think, look, you can maybe become a better person or whatever, but there's always going to be those things you did, and you can't just. Oh hey, like I changed. I'm good now, guys. It's like no, right. hey, but remember, you still did all those things. Another one of the most unique things that the show does is from beginning to end, Bojack Horseman has significantly less friends than he did in the beginning. Yeah, and shows don't do that. That's no. completely different because he burns these bridges and he scars these people who, and and this is a very common thing to talk about. Um, people who have been pushed to the limit where they they literally say like the f word right that's so always there's one f word per season yes. right yes Every exactly season, and it's it's a netflix season. show they're allowed to curse as much as they want any any way they want to and they have the discipline to say hey let's utilize this word as a powerful signifier of a relationship that is never going to be the same yep and obviously somebody like bojack would be saying the f word all yeah. the time so all and he gets one <laughs> yeah and, and so like that is a little i don't know i guess you're not following him 24 7 so you're not going to see him say it all the time well, yeah but it's, it's not a documentary <laughs> no but i guess that is it's a common complaint where people are like okay this dude would definitely be cussing a lot more like we would have heard him but on the other side of that would, we're not that always make the media him. better no i don't think so yeah so like okay and as far as like a realistic approach comes, like yeah, of course he would probably be saying other words all the time and stuff. You see him do a lot of drugs. True, <laughs> but you know it is important that they they save that for those moments where you know oh like it it just got real. Mm-hmm. And it does that a lot. There's yeah. a lot of real moments in the yeah, show. Yeah, man. Where... Like I think that if you're going to watch this show seriously and and focus on it and you know really try to take it in you gotta kind of be comfortable with some things like if anything bad has really have any traumatizing moment it touches on a little bit of everything yeah as there, far as traumatic moments ptsd having definitely bad moments childhoods that you just feel in your gut yeah like actually just like the pit of your stomach and even bojack does some truly horrid things yes and it's hard it's like man i'm gonna keep watching this dude even after this uh, you know yeah exactly and uh, they keep him relatable still even despite all of the horrible things that and he does this is another problem we run into yes but uh, we've talked about this 
I, th- I think I've uh, mentioned it in other episodes as well, like uh, maybe in Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, or even Blade Runner to an mm-hmm. extent, where you have this character, you make them relatable, but they're also a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's like clearly you you can relate to them and you can see a little bit of yourself, but you have to realize they're not role models. Yeah, you're not but supposed to be. People will like... mess that up. Mm-hmm. And you see but... it uh, especially, uh, you know, Rick and Morty. Right, uh, Rick. Yeah. A lot of people are going to say, oh, like, yeah, I think I am that guy because sometimes they present him as being... There were literally people standing on McDonald's counters screaming about Szechuan sauce. God, I like, saw just that video, monkey yeah. see, monkey do uh, type. The Joker. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when people like... Who else is... I, I, oh, oh, uh, the psycho American psycho dude that Christian Bale <laughs> plays... You yes. know, uh, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Right, but, and he's not even, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, 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 well. But, you know, people, they idolize these figures, and they're like, oh, dang, that's me. And it's like, no, it's not, bro. That is not you. Right. And they are not role models. When you see yourself in BoJack, you're supposed to not like that part of yourself. And I'm proud of this show because... They have Diane actively speak out against that because yeah. they shoot a show, Filbert, where people are saying, oh, they they like the main character because he's relatable even though he's a bad person. And they say, well, that makes people feel okay. You that should they've... use it as a catalyst for change and not as an excuse to keep being crappy. Right. It's not, it's not there to keep you complacent. It's not there no. to make you feel comfortable with it's, the ugly parts It's supposed parts of to yourself. do the opposite. Exactly. It's supposed to make you feel like, oh, this is something I need and to it's work the on. Only show I've ever seen to actually have a commentary on that, where yeah. they say, "Look, do not be like this character. You are like this look, character." Look in what some happens. Ways. Look what happens whenever you let these things take over your life. You lose all your friends. You mm-hmm. break relationships. You know your mental health, your physical health, like everything goes down. And that is not a good thing. <laughs> the show gets so dark too. I um I actually had a conversation with a counselor about this show recently, and I described some of the behavior that Bojack was having, and they looked at me like, "Does he, does he like, kill himself?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a lot of people were wondering when the show is airing, is is Bojack going to survive this show? I think it's important that he survives. Yes, because dying is the easy way out for him. Right. He doesn't have to face any of the bad things he did. He can just peace out. Yeah, and when the, when the show ends, it's actually a really hopeful note, and it sort of steers Bojack on the path toward recovery, and he's starting to even mend two of the most important relationships but in even, his life in even Todd and Princess then, like you said, there are just some things that are unrepairable. Mm-hmm. And those people are like, listen, they're arm's length with him now. Right, exactly. And they're going to keep him there. They're like, listen, like we've been through a lot together, and obviously you're always going to have that place with me, but I'm going to keep you a little bit away. Yeah, when people talk about cutting toxic people out of their life, you literally see about five people do that in BoJack Horseman. Like, literally, yeah. at least five oh, people. and one of my favorite moments in the show, and completely subverts all expectations, is when Herb says, like, no, I don't forgive you. Yep, that's... That's Ooh, the best part of season that one. Is when, that is when you get slapped with like, oh, this is going to be good. Bojack drives all the way out to go see him, and he apologizes, apologizes, and he's been 
you can tell he's been fantasizing about this yes. moment. Because in his head, he li- he lives in Horse and Round. He lives in a sitcom right. in his head. And he's like, oh, all I had to do is uh, do this big like effort and everything will be forgiven. And No, it won't. This is real life where people say, hey, no, you hurt me so badly. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Right. You don't get that satisfaction of me saying I forgive you. And also in that in that episode, another one of the things that makes it good is because Bojack goes and sees him and he's grateful. Herb likes seeing him. They have a great evening. Yeah. And then Bojack goes back inside because he didn't get the closure that he wanted because yeah. he's thinking selfishly. He's not thinking about Herb. He's not apologizing. The only reason he went was because for him. Yeah. He wants his own closure. He wants for his, his own, own sake. Yes. And this man is literally dying. He doesn't owe Bojack anything. And he's like, I don't forgive you. No. Like, like hey, guess what? You don't <laughs> get to have that closure now. Yep. He and said, I'm not a prop to make you feel better. Another, another, oh man. What a, <laughs> there are some banger lines in here. <laughs> another, uh, another closure topic is with, what's her face? The deer. My God, why am I blanking on this right now? <laughs> You're making me blank. <laughs> yeah. So there's Penny. Penny the daughter. Yes. And then... Carol? No. That can't you be gotta it. You gotta look it up. That can't be it. It's, it's, it's gotta be... S-H, isn't it? Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. It has to be Charlotte, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Charlotte. We're going with Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Charlotte, we just changed it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, his, his closure with Charlotte. So... He, and it is like this. Where Charlotte he, Carson. Charlotte I didn't Carson. even know it was... Oh, I knew Penny Carson, actually. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't far off with Carol. That wasn't... Charlotte Carson, Carol, I was close. <laughs> All right, we'll take those. But yeah, an- another moment where he needs to have closure from his past, and he just completely messes... I think this is his biggest mess up. Mm. I personally... Mm. Ki- Kitty Diddlin? Second best. I mean, second I, I know the choking was bad. Nope, not oh, the that's choking. Not, oh, you're right. Never mind. I have the murder. <laughs> <laughs> that might also, yeah. That might take. Let's call it like it is. Right. Uh, whenever you know somebody who is struggling with drugs and you introduce drugs into them and they die because of that, hey, guess what? That's murder, bro. Yeah. So when. Um. <laughs> he does all the worst things, man. He does assault, he murders, and he attempts, like, I- I'm going to call it, it's pedophilia. I think it I don't be... care about legal age or whatever. If you are a grown man. Wouldn't it be called statutory rape? It's, Is that the term you'd use? I, I don't care. I call him a pedophile. I was just... Yeah, so he's in his 40s, right? 40s, 50s, something like that, yeah. And he goes to see this girl who he used to be great friends with. It was actually Herb's ex. And huge crush on her. Yeah, he had a huge crush on her, wanted to wanted to relink, right? And then he finds out she's got a family. And and the realization and of that and everything. was was such a big like huge realization that they gave them a theme song. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. It's like she's got a family. She's got a family. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You idiot. What are right. you doing here? Uh, being a home wrecker. <laughs> Trying to be a home wrecker. Right. Uh, failing spectacularly, and then when he and can't then, get with the mom, hey, guess what? Next best thing. The seventeen-year-old daughter. The daughter. Yep. Who the the spitting image of the mom. Yep. Mm, just dude, and like you said, you caught this. But I saw this online. So 
Well, first the prom, right? The whole Let's prom. Go. He takes Creepy. her to prom. Creepy. <laughs> and her dad is going to be her date. Like that that was the plan. She she was disappointed because she wanted to go to prom with the boy and he was going with someone else. And so they're like what are we going to do? And, and they're talking about it. And then her dad walks up and he's got like a tuxedo he's on. He's ready to go. And he's ready to go as her date. And they're like, oh, Bojack can go. And he's like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. When Why actually does... it doesn't wait, make wait, more wait. sense. Why... <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, let the let the creepy 40-year-old grown man, 50-year-old, however old he is So here. he stays with this family for months. And he's he is building the relationships. And he did teach her how to drive. Which is alluded to later. Bro, it's still old. It's just so creepy. Like, if, yeah, if, it's... if one of my old friends pulled up and were like, hey, can I like, live with you for... No. Get out of here. Go find... You're a millionaire. Go live somewhere else, bro. So you could live what anywhere. Does, what he does is he buys a boat and lives in their driveway in the boat. And I know... And this is one of those moments where, like I said, the sitcom logic comes in. Mm-hmm. Where... And, and, and you know, if you've ever watched Friends, if you ever watched Seinfeld, it is a huge boat, though. Anything, yeah, I know, but, but I would so, probably a lot of a, boat a lot like of that. times, though. <laughs> this is the the sitcom logic comes into play, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna <laughs> say that it is intentional that they're they're making fun of it and not just using it as a like a logically yeah like hey uh we can't think of something let's just do this i think it's more of a hey like let's make fun of how sitcoms do this stupid shit all the the time the absurdity of the situation yeah it's like it's fitting exactly yeah uh so we go through this whole arc of him abandoning his life trying to you know he has this pedestal that he puts her on Mm -hmm. and i think this is very important for people, especially when you're younger, you meet someone, you think they're so great, you put them on this pedestal, and you fall in love with this idea of them and not the actual person. Yeah, the he person, does that with everybody. Yeah. This this person that you're imagining, they don't exist. You know, that person you have up on that pedestal that you think is just so amazing, they don't exist. All right? Like, you might meet some truly amazing people. You might fall in love with someone, you know, truly amazing to you. But whenever you do this unhealthy thing of thinking, you know, if I can just be with them, I'll be happy. That's not good. Right. You can't have that idea. You need to be you happy to already. Fix yourself first. Yeah. Don't make other people do it for you. And that's that's what he thinks will happen. Like, if I can just be with her, it'll solve all my problems. I can go live on this little cottage out in the woods. and Yeah, he literally a, fantasizes an entire literally life. Literally <laughs> fantasizes an entire life. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not healthy. And I'm so glad the show does this thing where, again, he tries to get with the girl and she just shuts him down. She's like, no, I have a family. What are you doing? It's good. (laughs) It's good that they do that instead of what a lot of other, you know, old movies, older sitcoms where it's like, if I just try hard enough, I can win her over. Especially like a rom-com. Yes. It's like this big grand oh gesture God, yes. at the if, end. If I just do this huge, even though I was horrible for all this time, if I just show up and do this big thing, it'll work out. No, it won't. And she finally asks him, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? What are you doing yeah. <laughs> which here? Is, which is a gag throughout season two. Right? <laughs> I love. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, season two, episode one. Yep. That's that's easily one of my top three. Yeah. Especially because it's well, 
you wanted to talk about Charlotte still, right? And what happened? Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, basically, he tries to diddle her daughter, and it's a horrible time. Well, it's initially her idea, right? Yes. But Bojack. Now, here's the important part: little tiny detail <laughs> right. where the animation comes into play. Bojack denies her and tells her, "Hey, no, go to bed. Go to bed." I'm an old man, you're a teenager, this isn't right. You think you want this, but you don't, Yeah, is what he says. And then he goes into his room, but guess what he does when he goes into his room? Does he lock the door? No, no, no. He's... Does he even close the door? <laughs> no, he leaves the door wide open. And that is very literal, metaphorical, it is, yep. touches on all of it. This dude, he did it so intentionally. Ah, all right, listen, I'm going to tell you no, but I'm going to leave the door open. So if you come back in here, it's not my fault, and I can, I don't have to have a guilty conscience over it. Right. That's exactly what happens. And what was this rewatch for you? Like the third time? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think this is the third time that I watched it all the way through. Uh, maybe on my second playthrough, I didn't watch every episode. <laughs> playthrough. <laughs> playthrough, yeah. I, oh, video games. <laughs> uh, my mind. The my, way they corrupt our my, entire lives. My brain is rotted. <laughs> it is a jumbled mess. I can no longer speak like a normal human being. But yes, it's very telling of Bojack and how purposeful all of his actions are, because especially he's not the bad stupid. ones. Stupid, right? That's the whole like the entire show. You, he's a smart guy. He he's, he's stupid. He's manipulative. He's intelligent and cunning, but he's also not a good person. Right. And so and sometimes, even though he tries, like that, just that horseman in him comes out. <laughs> And yeah. he's just, he, he comes by it honestly. Yep. <laughs> Good transition into uh, season two, episode one, because in, in, that, in that episode, uh, Bojack realizes that he is not really an actor. He hasn't actually been to acting school. No. He hasn't. Yeah, he's, he literally goes, oh my God. I'm not an actor. <laughs> like, I kind of. But he's expected. I lucked into this. Right. Position. And he's expected to be the lead role, which is one he's always dreamed of, and it's Secretariat, which is also a great gag because it's a famous actual race. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole. There's <laughs> layers here. It's like him running track, is yes. like what it is. <laughs> no, there's and, layers um, here, bro. And yeah, he, he completely fails to say the line because he's, he's trying to turn over a new leaf in season two, episode one. He's trying to be happier. He's listening to these audiobooks that are teaching him positivity. He picks up running, but it doesn't tries to, work. Well, it's it working. Work. It's working at first so well that he cannot method act his way through the scene where it's so simple just being able to say, what are you doing here? Which is another Because his acting so is based on just who he is and right. how he's feeling. Which is what method acting is. It's you, mm -hmm. you tap into your own actual emotions and you're not even really acting anymore. I don't even think he's method acting. I think he's just being himself on screen. Well, if he's tapping into his unhappiness specifically, which he did yeah. in his audition, which was really good. But anyways, um, so he's not able to perform until he finally answers a call that he's been getting all episode from B. And it's our first real introduction into his mother. his mother, which is one of the biggest characters in the whole show. Like one of the most significant characters throughout all of it. Now, I've got to talk about this for a second. Okay. I understand, uh, you know, people having childhood trauma, you yeah. have bad parents, you have a bad upbringing, whatever, you know, the case may be, maybe it's not your parents, maybe you had a bad babysitter or 
or an aunt or an uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there comes a certain point in your life that is no longer those people's fault. You're a grown adult, and it is time you deal with these things in a healthy way and stop using them as excuses. Oh, like I lash out in anger and destroy my TV and hit my wife because like my dad was abusive. Okay, well, guess what? Like, you're also 40 years old, right. and you need to take responsibility for Improvise, actions. adapt, overcome. <laughs> exactly. And, I, I, again... Become your own person. Bojack touches on that. Mm-hmm. What a what a great show. And Todd, Todd is the one who calls him out on it. Yes. Yeah. It's not your parents. It's not anything they did. It's you. It's and you just need, you. And you need to be better. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he tells him. And, 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 that is, and it's funny because... Like I said, the contrast. Because mm-hmm. when it's coming from somebody like Todd... Todd is the goofiest character in the yeah, show. Yeah, we talk about Todd a little bit here. <laughs> uh, you got the Todd episodes, which are great. There's literally one called, Hooray, Todd episode. Hooray! And that's one of the best episodes in the show. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a really phenomenal character. And he introduces us in something that uh, a lot of shows never touch on, which is being an ace. Yeah, asexual. Yeah. yeah, being asexual and how complex the relationships can be when you don't feel a sexual desire. And I, it's great. Yeah. It's great because how many shows actually have that? You know, it does just yeah, having relatable characters. There's a lot of shows that are just being inclusive for the sake of being inclusive, right? But it feels natural here. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like, forced. Especially or... because Todd is so carefree. He's, yeah. He's not... He's not held up by any sort of obligation to any person at all besides yeah. himself and in the entire show. falls ass backwards into great things. Yes. <laughs> he, he has, like, the best karma in the entire world yeah, is what it because is. he's just a good dude. He is Bojack's foil. Yeah. And so... And whenever, so is peanut butter. True. <laughs> eh, I don't know. All right, well, we talk, let's talk about peanut butter in a second. Let's <laughs> okay. get over Todd here. So, Todd, whenever you have, like I said... The contrast and the juxtaposition in the show, they do such a great job with the animation to the actual material, mm-hmm. to characters like Todd who are completely goofy, to having this serious moment of being, you know, like, you just have to be better. You cannot keep using everything as a crutch. You can't keep using everything as an excuse to keep being this way. There comes a certain point where you have to say, enough is enough. I need to work on myself. And Bojack does, actually. He goes to rehab. He does He's, try. He makes efforts. He just sucks. <laughs> he just sucks. Um, another character who sucks is uh, Mr. Peanut Butter. You don't like peanut butter? That's my transition to Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Mr. To- peanut Butter is a yellow lab. And yeah. he his entire character is centered around the fact that he is a yellow lab. He is very... Overbearing. Um, yeah, and hyper preppy and loving and yeah you you just it's like toxic positivity though <laughs> i know it's weird to say yeah, but that, like, it exists and it's a real thing and there's and like not a lot of that. depth there and you can tell when he's talking when he's like hey i want to talk to you and then he goes and starts talking to somebody else and he yeah goes, erica which erica's very interesting enigma in the show <laughs> oh my god it's such a, it's a good gag though yeah it is a great gag uh, they have a lot of what is that the humor when it hits, it hits. And their little gags that they pull throughout are, are very hilarious. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Mr. Peanut Butter is also just a bad person. 
but he doesn't. By think the he end, is. he is, but not not no, at no, the no. beginning. No, no, at the beginning, you just don't know him well enough to know that he's a bad person. But uh, he's always been a bad person. But he's that's somebody. That's such who, a hot take. I, Peanut I'm Butter is a bad it. person at the beginning I of the show. I think he is a bad person. He's always been a bad person, but he's one of those people that are like, no, no, no. But I'm a good person. Listen, if you have to say you're a good person all the time, you're probably not a good person. If you're a good person, people will just notice it. Yeah. And you don't have to tell people that you're a good person because they'll just see it. But he's one of those people that has to point out that he is that. I don't think he has enough depth to actively be a bad person. Like um, he's, I'm going full into it. He has no ill intention at it all. Does, intention doesn't matter, bro. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, when it comes down to it, your actions and what you do and how it affects people is the most important part. I can have all the best intentions in the world, but if my actions, you know... I'm trying not to be like go too dark here. So I'm gonna I mean let me tone it down. He, he definitely does a lot of damage in season four when he runs for governor of California. Yeah. Or yeah. or if I try to do something and I have good intentions, but it makes my wife very upset. Hey, guess what? I did a bad thing. It doesn't matter that I I was so, trying to do a good thing. So you want to condemn him for his relationship with Diane and how he doesn't listen to her, how he doesn't Because that's ever what he does listen. with everyone. Yeah. Okay. If you don't listen to people around you and you just try to do what you think is best, guess what? <laughs> you're not doing good things. I gotcha. And if you're not doing good things all the time, you are a bad person. That is my logic. And I will stand <laughs> by it. No, I hear you. And I just... I, obviously, I know he's he's definitely he's far from the worst person in this show. Yeah. And you know, there's a hor bunch of horrible people. Even here. Princess Carolyn is a bad person sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, nothing's black and white. I'm not saying like he's always a bad person. He's never done anything good. But when it comes down to it, you know, he still does a lot of, you know, bad stuff. I think it's I think it's actually pretty important that every character in the show is a little bit flawed. Yeah, it makes them like you said relatable. Mm -hmm. If everybody was perfect and they did the right thing, always no one's like that people make mistakes they mess up and that's right. why the show is so real uh you know like you said even princess carolyn uh fantasizing about this situation where her what is it like her granddaughter ruthie yeah ruthie is given is that healthy like no because it's fake right and then they say at the end and there it is but it makes me feel but better. it makes me feel better <laughs> And she is sometimes selfish. Sometimes, you know, yeah, doesn't she, always... She lets her job take... Control of her life. Yeah, more so than being a good person. Yeah. Like, there, there are moments where it's like, like, dang, you really are doing that for your job, huh? Like, Yeah, you're going to go that far. Screwing people over. Being or... a little cutthroat. Yeah. And that's normal that whenever you have somebody who is... She's married to her career. Right. Yeah. And... That's why she's such a good character, though, is because you have this arc of her overcoming that, mm -hmm. finding true love, and finding her place in this world that is balanced. You yep. know, I can be I can be a mother and have my career, mm -hmm. and be a wife. You know, she has a lot of growth. Her her growth is very linear compared to a lot of the other characters in this show. Yeah, uh, I think the character that goes through the most change. Like, even more than Bojack is Diane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Diane, 
Also, I don't think there's any characters that I think uh, besides Mr. Peanut Butter, I hate him. Uh, <laughs> all, almost everyone else, though, I think is really like I, I they have great. You know, well, hopefully, the entire way Peanut through. Butter did learn because he starts on an arc toward um, change, where he's actually. Oh, wait, realizing... he also cheated. Wait, I can't get over that. So bad person. <laughs> yeah, cheating. Uh, cheating is awful. But that—that's why I was saying at the start of the episode yeah, that distinction. Yeah. But it, I, I liked that from a writing perspective when he did that because it makes perfect sense to me how a character who's literally a dog, his problem is going to be that he loves too much. Yes. Which I'm not justifying cheating. No, no, no. we're I mean, not saying. Horrible. Listen, we're not saying that <laughs> cheating means you love too much. Okay? I, think it, like, I think it made sense for, him, for the character. Yeah, for his character, it and was, I did not forgive him for it either. No, I, I definitely had peanut butter at arm's length after that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he was engaged at the time. Like, dude, <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, it's so much worse. <laughs> so much worse than which all cheating sucks. But but, but when like, you're engaged or married, it's worse. Yeah, it's just because you decided to make a commitment, and you're actively ruining someone's life. Like, yeah, actually, because like whenever you are that far along in a relationship, you start planning everything around the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody does that level of betrayal, and yeah, it's awful. I don't think he's ever redeemed for it for the rest of the show. Either. No, not for that. No, no. Not, not even close. Like he's not as likable for the rest of the show at all. Oh, uh, and then oh, you know what? I really didn't like his the the whole depression thing with him. Sad in dog. It. Sad dog. <laughs> uh, that whole yeah. That sequence, episode is called Peanut Butter: The Face of Depression. I, I don't know, man. I know what they were trying to do. I just didn't think it was that strong. Yeah, I mean, it was all just satire, right? Like, I, I, yeah, and I get it, but it was it was one of those moments where, and this happens with the show at, at times where it's like almost too on the nose. It's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, okay, I understand. <laughs> or it can be like a little gag, but then they just kind of drag it on a little too far. It's like, okay, I, I get it. I can't think of a lot like that. Uh, th- there's there's some like the abortion stuff going on in it. Thoughts, oh yeah, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and Prayers was great. It was funny, but I, I felt that way towards the end of the episode where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand. And I, how relevant is that right yeah. now in today's world? Uh, a lot of stuff that There's happens There's a lot in the show. of stuff that ends up being relevant, too. Like oh, in, in it, Season 2, Episode 1 also, well. uh, Lenny Turtletop, who, by the way, did you know who voices Lenny Turtletop? I did not. It's who? J.K. Simmons. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he goes to Bojack in his trailer and he's like, hey, these uh, these schmucks, uh, these scientists are going to scan your head. That way, if you disappear on us that for any sense, reason. That makes sense, actually. Now I can hear it when you, when yeah. you talk to now. I'm like, okay, I hear it. He says, if you disappear for any reason, we'll still be able to finish the show. And then, like, right after... Star Wars? Yes, Star Wars <laughs> replaced a dead actor and inserted him digitally into the movie... With the permission of the actor's family. Have you, have you family. seen that SpongeBob meme where Mr. Krabs is like, "Am I really going to defile this grave for money?" <laughs> yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Uh, very it's, great. It's social so commentary. crazy they were able to completely predict that. Yeah, there's Which, all... It says a lot about BoJack's um, the, the way it handles show business is better than any other oh, piece of media you get I've a, ever seen. A pretty good insight onto what goes on. Surprisingly, you wouldn't think so, but yeah like but, you said yeah it, it's more so than a lot of other media i've, I've seen. seen other shows try it and it's like yeah you guys can't hold a candle to how bojack no 
showed us how this stuff works, especially the fast pace of it mm-hmm. and like how it, how it doesn't ever drag, even though it's showing production, it's showing people working and it's still entertaining. Yeah. Uh, seeing like the back lot in California and things like that, like no, known things about Hollywood that are stereotypes and people have known for a long time, but it hasn't ever been displayed in such a clear and concise way. It's so cool. I agree. <clears throat> That's why I love season two is because the production of Secretariat. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, with Filbert as well. Mm-hmm. Filbert's really good that. too, but you mentioned to me before you don't like Filbert as much as... Uh... No, Filbert was... To me... Oh, I, and I know how they do the transition where, where Bojack is confusing mm-hmm. Filbert with real life. And, you know, again, that could be an insight into how some actors start to feel. Where it's like, I am this character and you know whenever you are doing you know acting what it is i'm gonna say it like it's like whenever you're saying a lie and you're living a lie mm-hmm. you start to become that lie yeah you and i know acting's it. not the same thing but for just simplicity's sake i'm, I'm just gonna say i it mean like, it kind of is yeah like you're you're almost lying it's pretend pretend yeah. lie. yeah it's like when you're a kid and and your parent says are you telling stories Instead of lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little more innocent. But when it comes down to it, yeah, when you're pretending that much and you're being that, you start to become that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why lying is dangerous. And you definitely see that in the show. It's uh, also a habit that is easier to break than most people realize. Just yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe talk to some compulsive liars out there. But that, again, like, it's not healthy. And yeah, I think it kind of touches on that. If of, you catch yourself, like, lying for no reason, it's like... You got a, you got a big problem, <laughs> It's bucko. actually more effort. <laughs> yeah, to go... Yeah, yeah. lying will... But well, the truth will set you free. Yes. It's so, like, cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. Uh, I tell everybody everything all the time. And It's very nice. Yeah, I, I think Bojack experiences that of like, you know, that lying, that hiding things, the mm-hmm. confusing what is real with what isn't. He always takes the long way around with any problem ever. Because he's always. not a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. So I wanted to finish talking about season two. The um, I mentioned the first episode is in conversation with the last one, and it's it's tied together with the beginning when he's running, right? And he's yeah. struggling. He's... He's ooh, going, he's he's running so hard, and then it zooms out, and he's right in front of his house. Yeah. <laughs> he's practically dying. Hey, he's not even... And then, and then you have another anywhere. runner, another runner who's, I think he was, um, was he a baboon? some kind of monkey. No, yeah. he, was, he wasn't a baboon. He some was, kind of monkey. Yeah, this monkey man runs by, and he's, he's like, on your right. And then um, at the very end of the season, um, he's running, and he's trying it again. And he hasn't really been running throughout the season all that much, but he finally goes out and tries it again, and he collapses, and he's laying on the ground, and he hears a voice, and um, it's the monkey man again, and he says, it gets better. And he, he opens his eyes, he says, what? He says, but you gotta do it every day. Or no, I'm sorry, he says easier. He says, easier, yeah. He says, but you gotta do it every day, but it does get easier. And then Bojack thinks for a second, then he goes, oh, okay. And then the season ends on that note. Yeah. And it's it's so good. You, you know what, there, there are, I think there are, plenty of moments where the show could have just ended yeah like that, right, right there would have been fine <laughs> if the show ended like that you're just kind of like oh, okay cool that was a sh- little two season mm-hmm. you know i i got allowed out of that still but man it just keeps hitting you and it's, it's so funny how how we talk about how endings are difficult when 
literally every season's ending is just perfect. Good, great. Yes, in so many other media we've talked about and have watched and gone through, it's like the ending, people just fumble the ball. Yep. And it is so refreshing for once <laughs> to have a solid ending, man. Uh, I don't know if we we're ready to jump there yet. I mean, I know we're well, hitting an hour here. Any, did you have any notes about season two? Um, besides what you said, not not really. Uh, like we said, it's a huge jump from season one. Obviously, they they start to find their footing mm-hmm. and you know what kind of show it wants to be. Uh, and we, oh, the stuff with Wanda. We didn't really talk about that. Is Wanda season two? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Huh. Yes, sir. She is, and yeah, obviously. The... Oh, and then the season two was also the stuff uh, with the Penny stuff with Penny was very early on, wasn't it? No, or was that after? No, Wanda? it was. It was. Uh, it was the end. Okay, so it's Wanda yeah. then Penny. Yeah, Wanda then Penny, okay. and and the most. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Wanda was that important. Well, she's got the most quoted line in the entire show. Oh yes, ah, <laughs> it hit me with it. Um, so they're having a breakup essentially, and Bojack says she she says what happened, Bojack, and he says, "You didn't know me, and now you know me." So that that's it and then she says well when you look at someone through rose tinted glasses all the red flags just look like flags and that's the most quoted line in the entire show people yeah people love to say that it's a line. great line that's why yeah. because and, yeah when you are in those like that honeymoon stage right. and you're just like oh everything's so great you you overlook some of the toxic stuff and his favorite thing about Wanda was unironic, or well, I guess maybe it's ironic. He, she didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like literally at the beginning. Which is she, weird because he's such an egotistical person. But that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess, but he, he was tired of being famous, I guess is what it was. He's, he didn't, he doesn't like being recognized by people. He mm-hmm. doesn't like people taking his picture. And, and um, he, she woke up from a coma is, is what happened. So she didn't, she literally didn't experience him on tv and so she does not know who he is and then when they find it's kind of refreshing though yeah and it also i think it also says something about how he takes advantage of people yeah because she is a little bit naive and that's that's mentioned later in the show too yeah Yeah. Uh, and he he takes advantage of the fact that she's a little bit ignorant Mm -hmm. uh much like but she is a great character she's a very refreshing character in the show yeah for for sure uh, uh, so season two, obviously very strong. We hit season three. I think the first couple episodes are not as strong. Hmm. I, I don't even. I I can't like. Uh, you get a lot of them. Todd development for sure. Yeah, and and then obviously some of his background, uh, and then it hits you with fish out of the water. Yep. And pro- the high, I would say top. And then you get episodes. a lot of comments on abortion, a lot of political commentary. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff going on there. Uh, and then towards the end oh, of the season... Episode 9, best thing that ever happened. That's the one where Bojack Horseman is firing Princess Carolyn as his agent. Oh, yeah, they're that's at rough. The, they're at the restaurant for the entirety of the episode. And I love... And they do this a lot, where an episode takes place in one building. Mm-hmm. And it stays there. It's almost like it reminds me of Tarantino's um, 
Reservoir Dogs, right? Where almost the entirety yeah. of the movie takes place in that warehouse. And it, it feels, again, feels like a stage play. Yes. Like you have very reminiscent. Two or three rooms that you utilize and you move between them with your characters. It's very, very much like a stage play. And it keeps the the energy up. It keeps the mm-hmm. the um, intricacy in and the it, dialogue. And it lets you focus yeah. on it because you're not so worried about other things going on. You know, whenever you just have that the character and the dialogue. And that's why you get so many real moments in the show. And there's a lot of real moments in this episode. Season, yes. In season three, episode nine. I mean, it's their entire relationship, Princess Carolyn and Bojack, is very interesting. Yeah, because they're dating at the very beginning of the show. It's almost because, oh, oh, it's so interesting. And there's a lot of history there. I, and, and you know about like the different uh, parasitic relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, where one benefits or the other benefits or both benefit. And, and you get this where they both think that they're like benefiting more right. from kind of sucking out the other that's person. That's why Princess Carolyn is such a brilliant character because she's textbook codependent. Yes. And a lot of people, when they hear codependent, they think that they're the one who's being cared for, but mm-hmm. it's actually the reverse for her because she, she even describes it in, in the episode. She mentions her mom. She says, uh, my mom had a habit of bending at the elbow too much and she does a drinking motion. She goes, glug, glug. And that's so stereotypical for someone who grows up to be codependent as they had yeah. to take care of their parents when they were younger. Mm-hmm. But and so that's she needs did. someone to take care of. Right. Which is why she's so fixated on getting a child mm-hmm. uh, later on. So, like you said, just a brilliant character <laughs> and touching on that. Because you often see codependency as the... Uh, the person that needs someone else. Right, yeah. In in a way that I need someone to take care of me. Mm-hmm. But you do not see the other side of it very you know, much I in media. To take care of someone. Where I have to have something to take care of so that I can feel fulfilled. The need to be needed. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I, I have to do this because I don't know what to do with myself otherwise. She's such a brilliant character. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, love PC. So, yeah, you, you get some PC development here. Um, I think I think season three is solid. Get, that's too much, man. That's too much, man. Yeah, that oh, would be uh, that would be the the death, right? I believe so. This is yeah, where that's it. That's yeah, it. This is where so the Sarah last Lynn time, eats it. The last time we'd seen Sarah Lynn, she said for Bojack to call her when he wants to party. <laughs> yep. And at the very beginning of the episode, you see a painting where there is a dead. Princess Carolyn. I mean, not Princess Carolyn. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Lynn. Lynn. A dead Sarah Lynn in, in the painting. And then it's, it's playing like sad music. And then it goes down. It just pans down a little bit to her in her bed. And she wakes up like a Disney princess saying good morning to all the, the animals and everything. But yes, this is. it shows you straight away. It reminds you, if you've seen this episode before, oh, this is the episode where Sarah Lynn dies. And uh, why... Why did Bojack wait so long to call an ambulance? <laughs> we don't even find out about that until season six. It is is it six? Right? Yeah, it, it's all up to interpretation. Even after you, I mean, technically find out. I mean, I still think it's up to you, the viewer. No, we just think she died in the planetarium. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, oh, you're saying you don't? Yeah. You, but do we ever find out why he waited? Because he was trying to not be present for the bender. Yeah. He was trying to make it look like... Because the story he told He's was... Selfish, right? She, she called me. She was somewhere else. I tried to get to her, and I didn't make it in time. Uh, is the narrative okay, okay. that he told the police. When actually he was 
there the whole time. He was both there the whole time, and he gave her the drugs that killed her. He was the one, yeah. And he was always there for mm-hmm. Sarah and it's established in, I believe it's episode three of God, season one. God, is it not the creepiest thing that they have sex? Yeah, no, that's, that's I not couldn't cool. imagine <laughs> knowing anyone as a child and growing up and being mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, this is cool. I don't care. It's creepy. Right. It's, I don't care that they're now a fully grown adult. Like, if you, like, had a hand in raising someone and then, which he did. Right. If you have a hand in raising a child as, you know, a family friend, as a uncle, as a whatever, like anything like that, as a, you know, just a, you knew someone as a kid while you were an adult and then they grow up and you try to do something with them, you're a creep. The word for it is grooming. I don't know if he groomed her necessarily. He wasn't trying to, no. But. No, but he didn't, he didn't try, like not intentional. So, A, you weren't I as mean, bad of a guy as you could have been award. Right. <laughs> and we, we learned later. <laughs> the Zuko Award. Yes. <laughs> as we like to call it here. And we learned later in the show as well that um, the first time Sarah Lynn ever drank alcohol was also Bojack's fault. Oh, yeah. The vodka. Bro, he's That looked just, like water. God, he sucks. Yeah. I mean, kind of, at least he and didn't it, give it to her on purpose. Well, he did end up blaming it on the hairstylist. Once again, <laughs> the Zuko Award. Right. Uh, anyway, season three happens. It's horrible. <laughs> now let's talk about the best season out there. Season four. Season four is the best. Season four is the best. Uh, they and usually and this is usually where shows shine is on their season three or four, where they they have a real strong footing of what they want to do. The characters are developed enough that you're very invested. <laughs> We're in it. We're, we're not. We're in it. We're not on the way in. We're not on the way out. We're just. We've in been it. <laughs> waiting. We've been waiting for this show. You know, this season to appear. Yeah, and it's interesting. The first, the very first episode doesn't have BoJack in it, and I believe it is the only episode to not feature BoJack. Yeah, it's it's uh, the ski race. Yeah. With it's, it's Mr. Peanut silly. Butter. Yeah, yeah, very goofy. Uh, you know, especially like I, the contrast. Yeah. Once again, you end on something horrible. You open up with some lighthearted fun, a little mm-hmm. political stuff going on here. Uh, touching on how we elect absolute... <laughs> uh, I'm not going... We're going <clears> to... <throat> I'm not Pumping gonna, the brakes. Hang on, hang on. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no gonna, you're fine. You're fine. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think he went too far at all because I think it is perfectly normal for people to not be satisfied with their elected officials. I do, I do not think that is a hot take. I think everybody doesn't like their elected yeah. officials. So we're just going to move on from that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it has I, I have a degree in public policy, by the way. I have some uh, credibility here <laughs> to talk about these things. But anyway, we're going to move commentary on. on I'm not going to go into it because I could spend a lot of time going on about this i'll just summarize it really quick it's episode one is just talking about how celebrities can often be up for uh political positions especially in the state of california even when they shouldn't be uh (laughs) anyway going on to episode two one of i think my favorite episode yeah actually that one's not time zero though uh i know uh, listen i know (laughs) but this one so, really very similar vibe to time zero yeah it's it's a lot of setup whereas time zero has a lot of payoff in my opinion well i just love the ending yeah it's just he's been, <laughs> oh god it's so good it's oh, so man. good so uh, so we learn a lot about um not just bojack's family but really his mom's family 
and how yeah. she was as a kid and how her trauma fed into her being a monster later in life. Did boom, you get hooray Todd episode. You get the <laughs> fracking episode. Uh, thoughts and prayers is not my favorite. I like thoughts and prayers. I know, I know. I liked it too, but I did feel towards the end, I was like, okay, it's kind of... It's a very unique take because it's it's not just one side. A lot of people would say, oh, it's very anti-gun, but actually it's not. No. The, the episode actually is pro-gun. No, that's... And that's what is good about this and how I said, like, it can get political, but it's not bias. Right. Which is refreshing to see. And you so have, many times you see and you have different one characters with different takes as well. Yes. And they're not it's not right or wrong, which is the whole point. Right. Is there's no clear cut here's this a, is here's a complicated is issue. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so we get that you get stupid piece of shit. Woo man. Yeah, oh so, man, you get the Ruthie episode. I think you got uh, Times Arrow. What time is it right now? This I think, Oh, this season hits. I think the aforementioned stupid episode should be uh, shown in schools. Yeah. Personally. Public schools, obviously. No, honestly. (laughs) Because because there's bad language. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that episode is a huge wake-up call to a lot of people who did not know that they had depression. Like, if you... So the episode opens, it's black, and you hear Bojack calling himself the title of the episode. I don't want to curse too much. I don't don't know the... Yeah, (laughs) that's fair, that's fair. So he's calling himself names before he even opens his eyes to begin the day. And throughout the entire episode, you get this inner dialogue with Bojack Horseman about how one of these days looks like to him where he wakes up feeling like a piece of crap and he keeps calling himself out on it, berating himself and still making these poor decisions. And it's the only one where we get all this inner dialogue because mm-hmm. like narration like that is not super common in a lot of media these days. And then... He- you know, he gets to try and help someone else in his family who experiences this. Right. With and, with Hollyhock. And I love the use of the song, which I don't even like the actual song necessarily, but that bass line that it does, the do do yeah. do 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 that's that's to symbolize the funk that he gets stuck in. When he when he gets in this <laughs> it's funky. Exactly. it's this rhythm, this bad gutter that he gets stuck in when he gets on a line of thought that starts with I am a stupid piece of crap and it just spirals from there and they keep doing it throughout the entire episode and then finally you get to the end where he's talking with Hollyhock who is a relative of his which mm-hmm. we know is a relative and she Ooh, and how about that twist with her though and how they kind of put you through it of wondering what exactly she is to him yeah that's a mystery throughout the entire out. season so like I said it has everything <laughs> Everything, man. You, so, you have some mysteries going on, the drama, the social commentary, the comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's lighthearted comedy, there's some dark comedy. It just there's so, so the, much packed in here. The incredibly emotional um note that it ends the episode with is um Hollyhock asking him, you, you know that voice that you have that says you're stupid you're stupid everyone hates you and they're not wrong to feel that way and then she goes that voice and then the rhythm goes again do 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 <laughs> and she goes it goes away right like it's just a stupid teenage girl thing and then it goes away and bojack stops for a second and he looks out at the pool and he lies to her and he says yeah and then the episode ends <laughs> but as we know <laughs> it obviously is not ended for bojack no it can if you it get can. help yeah, which that that episode is such a like get help episode. Yes, like it's it's like such... if you are if you are feeling these things, if you have this voice inside you know your head that is telling you all these negative thoughts, 
you're it's not time. Supposed, it's you're time. not supposed to feel like that every day. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't told it. that enough. A mm-hmm. lot of people aren't told that you're not supposed to hate yourself. No, for yourself. sure. <laughs> like, people it think so- it's, it's so normal to it just It sounds hate so obvious, but it, it is the truth where so many times, you know, being that tough love on yourself or just being completely like, uh, you know, you're just awful or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's not always true. There are lots of people who are their own worst critic. It's yeah. just a matter of how far you take it. And yeah, that's unhealthy, but... Anyways, <laughs> what else we got going on? Season we have four. the funniest episode, the clown dentist episode. <laughs> God, it is just hilarious. Oh, more, man, more Todd. Todd development. Yeah, uh, he tries to do what is it like a business where all the clowns are dentists? Yeah, and he is just because so. He thinks- he thinks kids like dentists and clowns. Yes. So he, he puts them together. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's the worst. That's some people's worst nightmare. Right. And, and they actually they, have a scary moment. And they, and they, yeah, they go like rabbit or something. And, well, there's this moment oh. where Princess Carolyn gets home in her apartment and they're doing an operation on a kid. They're like, he's put under, <laughs> he's put under, they're doing actual dentist work. And she, she opens the door and she sees a clown dentist and he turns around and he goes, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it's so funny. Uh, then you follow it up with, uh, so it's it's preceded by Ruthie. There's oh another hard hitting episode. The gut punches in season four—they're real, man. It's like and, a combo. <laughs> yeah, just one, two, boom, one, two, boom. Uh, we yeah, get we times, mentioned Ruthie before. Times arrow. Yeah, up times in arrow. here. I love times arrow because you get the 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 layered storytelling and how they go through the same. Uh, the same settings as yeah. um, his mom and her mom. Uh, definitely arguable for best episode in the show. Yeah, I think it was put up for more awards than any other episode besides yeah. maybe Fish Out of Water. Or uh, Free Churro gets a lot of I don't praise know. as well. I, I guess I wasn't keeping up with the awards. Uh, at no, that point, uh, free, that was, free Churro got free churro was a lot season, of recognition. Was it five or six? I believe it's in five. It is in five. Yeah, it's in five. Definitely in five. Uh, so yeah, season four definitely oh ends on what time is it right now? Yeah, which is setting up for uh, Filbert season five. Yeah, and yeah, you get uh, Rami Malek as the uh, writer and director of the new show Filbert, which is also really cool. How they set up how Princess Carolyn has been fantasizing about having uh, a child with this mouse that she's been dating, and they said that his name's going to be Filbert. And so yeah. she pushes the, the and he script. says like, oh no, uh, what does the turtle say to her? Like, your baby's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of miscarriage jokes too in uh, Ruthie. Now you just get so season four, season four. Now it does a disservice to season five, and that season five is very good, but it makes it seem worse. Because it's followed by season because four. it's followed by season four. So unfortunately, season five to me, like on a rewatch and like when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, dang, it's good, but being followed up by the best. I like season. a lot of the concepts that are there, like planned obsolescence. Yes, where they're talking about how they blew up an entire space station because it was designed to become obsolete, and I reference that a lot with like planned obsolescence in life when you recognize the futility of something that is meant to be replaced. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, we get free churro, obviously, in this season. So free churro is probably I think the strongest episode in this season. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any 
arguing with that. Well, you get but the, it's, uh, yeah, the stuff at the end is kind of heavy. It's the antithesis to uh, Fish Out of Water. Yeah. And they, they reference it um, a couple episodes prior when Bojack is upset that he's supposed to be monologuing for an incredibly long time on the show Filbert. And he says, television is a is a visual medium. There should, not, there should never be that much talking. And then a couple episodes later, you get Free Churro, which is designed like a one-man play. You get, it is complete. Uh, it's almost him talking the entire time, right? Yeah, so you get about a, a three-minute scene, well, maybe two, two or three minutes, with his dad at the beginning, yeah. who was also voiced by Will Arnett, the voice of Bojack Horseman. Uh, Will Arnett, by the way, oh, and, and I'll take this opportunity to say that the voice acting is very strong in this show. Oh yeah, nobody sucks. Absolutely nobody. I don't think there's a single. Phones it in or no, uh, especially Will Arnett, one yeah. of in two of my favorite shows now, uh, Bojack and Arrested Development. If you haven't watched Arrested Development, you should. <laughs> he is fantastic in that. You get but, Michael Sarah too. Sorry. You get Michael Sarah too, right? Exactly. Yeah, you get you get a lot <laughs> in his, of it. In his awkward anyway. <laughs> Rest of Development is amazing. Will Arnett is awesome. All the voice actors here. That is a strong point. That definitely not lacking. They have a lot of big names mm-hmm. as well. Uh, some celebrities even voicing themselves. <laughs> it's crazy how Jessica Biel in this show. It's like she lost a bet or something. I don't because know because they crap maybe she's all just, over her. I think she's just life. a cool person. She probably is. Like she probably was able Shout to take out all those to jokes. Jessica Biel. Because yeah, they're like, who are you? <laughs> they are. <laughs> she's like talking about actual movies she's been in, like yes. Stealth. You just know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jessica Biel, if you didn't know, is Justin Timberlake's wife in real life i didn't know that yeah so when they're talking about how her and uh princess or i mean uh mr peanut butter are married and he's he's talking about oh my new friend she's talking about her new friend justin yeah. he's like oh well if you like justin so much then you should just continue to be really good friends with him <laughs> <laughs> just setting up that you should marry him because yep. he's she's actually married, married to him yeah and uh, so yeah like we said voice actors on point uh, mm-hmm. That is the so, one of the stronger... So Free Churro is designed like a one-man play. Yes. Which I don't know if you've ever seen a one-man show before, but like usually they're like 40 minutes long, 30 minutes long. It has just, to be shorter. Yeah, for sure. just a one, one man who... They, there can be multiple scenes, mm-hmm. but typically it's like just monologuing the whole time. And it's incredible for a show like that to be able to hold people's attention, especially today. And it also makes sense... Um, narratively because he's giving a eulogy of course it's him giving a speech yeah like that's that's how it works it makes sense and it's oh, but talking about the off-screen death that he was. wasn't even in the right place uh, i hate that part <laughs> okay okay did i thought i know it was supposed to be i don't know if even it was supposed to be funny or not but i it, think it's supposed to be funny but also symbolic of the fact that he never got closure with his mom no i i know but it kind of did make me i didn't laugh i was upset yeah i, gonna lie. Like, I was, on, I was like are you freaking kidding me bojack <laughs> god man this, you can't do anything right is this funeral parlor b <laughs> oh um and actually free is followed by I totally forgot until I was just... In Sub is a great episode. I don't like it. It's a great episode. I <laughs> I don't like it. Why don't you like In Sub? The flashback scenes, or whatever you want to call them, where Todd is like a hand, and all that stuff is going on. Is that In Sub? Yes. And I didn't oh, like yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it is. And I didn't like it. Yeah, the they, they literally point out that 
Uh, it's hard to follow the story because of how wacky they made the characters. That's literally what one of the other characters says. Yeah, I but don't know. It's I, fine, but I, not my favorite episode. I like it for how Diane is in the episode. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I remember. Yeah, Diane's parts are very strong. Uh, th- that's not almost it's, any episode honestly, she's in. She's very strong. It's kind of a double-layered episode because all the stuff that's happening at the beginning with the altercation between um, Todd and Princess Carolyn, that happens earlier on in the episode and then toward the end of the episode you actually get in sub which is the name of the episode that they're filming in filbert yeah so that's why i remembered it i didn't i didn't even notice until i looked at the little thumbnail and saw todd as a weird hand thing yeah that whole i guess it's like a side story going yeah, on yeah but it doesn't take place at the same time yeah i didn't i don't know not not my favorite episode there yeah i think that's fair there, there's a lot of episodes in five that i felt were kind of meh and but maybe Maybe it is just from my lens of like season four Int being sub right is before. Important because it it is the part where Diane. All the episodes actually, are important. It's it's important for Diane because it actually has her declaring war on Bojack. Yeah. Like this this is the beginning of a of a huge rift that they're going to have for the rest is, of the yeah. show. And that's what I remember it for. And even though she is still there for him. Yeah. Like I said before, arm's length. Yeah. And that's that's whole Bojack's whole entire thing is like, yeah, there's there's some redemption to be had, but sometimes you will mess up so badly things will never be the same. And yeah. you, that's why you have to be so if you've careful. Ever been the toxic person that was cut out of someone's life, then you're gonna relate to Bojack. And, and guess what? <laughs> Everyone has been kind of toxic at some point or Nobody's another. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- overall, sees I think this is still on. Kind of like there was season one for me where I'm like, eh, it's not as strong. There's a couple of good, really good episodes, some really good moments, and you see development. But if you compare it to the rest of the show, it's it's a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as like some of these episodes are eight out of tens instead of ten right. out of tens. And then you get Bojack messing up a relationship like he always does. Ooh. For the rest of the show. And he messes it up bad. Yeah. This is bad it's also foreshadowed earlier on in the season with bojack the feminist where he says do not choke women choking women is bad and you see all the feminists cheering hey did you just eat a bug yeah he did oh my god (laughs) my cat's a murderer (laughs) maybe he's hungry he has food oh Oh, he's not eating it he spit it out he's just oh my he's torturing this thing (laughs) anyway much like bojack tortures everyone else in his life (laughs) Uh, and literally tortures uh, Gina. Yeah. So there's a scene in the show that they're filming where he's supposed to choke her, and he is hallucinating basically the entire shoot because they decided to make the set of the show the exact same as his house. And so he keeps okay. b- both that and him being on medication, pain medication that he gets addicted to from uh, an injury that he had. It's all just got him out of sorts. He's confused, and he's uh, flying off the handle. He has this this huge rage toward the end of the season where he punches a hole in the wall when he's having a fight with Gina, the, the girl yeah. here. And then it transitions to a scene that they're filming where he's supposed to be choking her, and he actually gets confused and mixes up an argument that they have, and he actually does choke her. He hurts her. Yeah. And it's it goes on for a long time, and it's the people on the horrible. set are like, "Should we stop this?" Oh and then Robbie Malik's character did they end up says, using that f- footage as well? 
I don't uh, know if it was. I think they would have had to implied, right? That I think they would like, have had to. He's use like, it. oh no, keep rolling. Like this is good. Yeah, yeah. They say keep. He says turn the camera back on. Another another insight into maybe I think that's definitely happened in shows and movies before where. And you actually, I know for a fact it has happened mm-hmm. because in Back to the Future, I think the second one, there's a scene. Back to the Back to the Future. This is, this is, I don't know. I think I, I heard this on a, I don't know what. Maybe I read true. it. And it, it is true. <laughs> I know for a fact this is true. There was a stunt person. Oh, what do you, stunt man? Stuntman. She was a girl though, so. Stunt woman. There yeah. was a stunt woman that was filming this scene she ended up crashing into the side of the building and was like horribly injured and they just kept it in there yep and you can actually see her if you like go frame by frame you can see where she gets injured and watch her fall in the actual movie but they were just like hey keep it rolling right you know, like, A, like, we don't have a choice now. We have to use that it's footage. It's not like they can get her back in there and redo no. it. Same for Bojack. They're not going to yeah. do another scene of him choking Gina after he actually mm. Yeah, so Gina. it's like, we got to use this. Right. And so like you said, it. another <laughs> more insight into the industry. Yeah. And, you know, this stuff happens where something horrible happens on set. I mean, you know, what was that? Uh, the Alec Baldwin stuff where he shot someone? Oh, yeah. Is that who it was? I think that's right. I'm going to go with it. <clears throat> anyway, you know, these things happen on set where, you know, horrible tragedies can occur. And sometimes if that's the only shot you got, hey, <laughs> are we going to cut that out of the movie? Are we just going to use it? It starts becoming, you know, a, a point of issue. They also mentioned at one point in the show, I think it's Princess Carolyn who says she's not concerned about Bojack, she's concerned about the other 500 people whose jobs are going to be on the line. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of people that go into these productions and when something and like it's that not happens, their fault. yeah, the, the other people are going to end up paying if you like cancel the entire movie. Yeah. Or a show or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, for so sure. It makes sense to use the footage, especially even if it's bad and horrible. Yeah, there's probably and, lots of like agreements and contracts that are signed that say, "Yeah, you we are do allowed it. to use this stuff." Yeah. But yeah, any any other thoughts on a? Uh, you got the painkiller stuff going on, and yeah. and with Hollyhock as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this where he meets her dad's? Yeah, uh, I believe because it's... he solves the. No, he. It was the end of season four. Where he meets them because, uh, okay, because he okay. solved the mystery. And Got it. Yeah. So well, we have that going on with Holly Hawk is one of the weaker characters to me. I think her uh, thing. Think, is she's that, all right. I think her thing is that she's cool, which means she objectively doesn't end up getting a ton of development because usually being cool means being kind of like to yourself, yeah. not a problem for everybody yeah, else. She's just kind of <laughs> there. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, we can we can move on to the the final season here. Uh, All right. Now, obviously, your complaint with the season, right? The detectives. I yeah, I hated them. them. Before. I uh, think they're very hateable. That's kind of the point. Yeah, but I then guess. they have like this romance that's happening. That's like yeah, begging it, you. It's to because it's care. like, well, yeah, investigative journalists can go too far. Yeah, and especially when it's into someone. I guess they kind of did a good thing in the end, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love. I still don't like. Them. I love the rehab montage in yes. episode one. Absolutely. And oh, that, what was and the, the name? cover of that song too? Is really good. Oh, and then his uh, he has like a therapy horse. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Champ, whose uh, name 
is doctor. And he's doctor. like, wait, are you even a doctor? <laughs> he didn't even answer the question. What a great, what a great gag. Yeah, because uh, you got Mister Peanut Butter Princess Carolyn and now Doctor Doctor Champ, Champ, but he's his name is just Doctor. Or is it? <laughs> is he a doctor? Uh, and then Bojack again just ruins everything he comes in contact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up messing up with this guy's life. Uh, Dr. Champ's life is ruined after this, right? Like, there's no way... He seems to be, yeah. He ends up going back to drinking, and yeah, he spirals. Yeah. It's pretty sad. It's... And he ends up depressing. getting back at BoJack when he talks to the reporters, and he says there's no confidentiality. Actually, maybe he does say he's not actually a therapist right then. Or a doctor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He's maybe like, there's no plain. confidentiality agreement because I'm not actually a yeah, doctor. doctor. Yeah, my name is just... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he actually does say that. I can't remember for sure. Cause oh, oh, one of my favorite things is that they touch on how freaking expensive getting mental help is. Oh, yeah. My God. There is a uh, barrier to entry for getting your mental illness checked up. Yeah. Uh, do you have the money to do it? There are some systems in place now, thank God. Yeah. Because like help. insurance and uh-huh. things are considering mental hey, health to still be just as valid as physical health. And so we, we are moving in the right direction for that. But yeah, there's still definitely a lot of people who go without help because they simply can't afford it. And it's no. absolutely tragic. And I hate that because uh, obviously I read a lot of things online you know like on reddit or whatever and people have this problem They're like hey you know i just need some advice whatever i need to vent who knows or maybe you're even just talking with your friends or whatever i hate when people are like oh well just go to therapy oh <laughs> thank you genius <laughs> i never would have thought to get help from a professional of course yeah but it is not just the time you have to put into it it's the money it's you know even just accepting that you need that kind of help you know there's just so much that goes into it so when people just blanket statement like oh well just go to therapy (laughs) okay yeah and that's not to say that there's not poor therapists out there either obviously dr champ was not a great help to bojack right you know, and, and having something, you need something that's very catered to you and you need to figure out what works for you. And if you're starting to feel like a therapist or whatever isn't working out. The main thing therapy is going to help is for you to realize exactly what your problems are. Yeah, it's it's not going to fix it for right. you, though. It's it's going to cut your work out for you. Yeah, like get, giving you the tools. Yeah. And, and they mentioned that. Like, it is so good how they mentioned it. Yeah. How many other, you know mediums have done this i can't i can't think of a lot of shows that you know maybe they touch on it a bit but not as in depth Mm -hmm. as this and there's always depth in bojack oh yeah like (laughs) i said every episode is important and when i say like oh this was one of my ones that i didn't like so much or Mm -hmm. this was one of the ones i felt was weaker or sometimes they do this wrong or whatever they even the weaker sides of this show can be overlooked because of what you get out of it, right? And you get you get a lot in this last season, you know. Although I, I am looking at the episodes and I'm not finding a lot of memorable moments. Uh, yeah, and like, like I said, uh, good damage is really great. Good damage is I great. Think that's one of the, best. the face of depression was not. Yeah, no, it was all right, I guess. But I didn't really like any of the Joey Pogo gags. 
Joey Pogo can suck it, man. <laughs> right. Nah, yeah, you're right. Joey Pogo is horrible. Uh, he can he can eat it, but you do get a lot of good Diane stuff in here. Yeah, Diane is getting a lot of development. She's learning how to deal she with her depression. Finally, finally, just comes to a place where she's happy. Yeah, and it it comes it has this really interesting thing to say about a thing that people have said in media and writing mostly for a long time, and it's whether or not your artistry comes from a place of damage like your trauma yeah. and how much of that feeds into things i had an english teacher in high school who said um we're not going to get as many good books anymore because it's okay to be gay now because she's like <laughs> she was like all the best writers were closet gays <laughs> and they just had so much pent up yeah stuff. exactly and that that motivated them to get it out with their art it, and that was definitely a take <laughs> it's a it's a take yeah <laughs> all right but it, but it is kind of true where if you think about it you can manifest your negative into something positive right and that's you're what like, good damage means. To yeah, you. I am. I am hurting in this way. Mm-hmm. I need to share this with the world, and then other people who feel that way don't feel alone anymore. Yeah, and she has this huge struggle. She mentions to Princess Carolyn where she's like, "I have to write this book that is about my trauma because if I don't, then all of my trauma wasn't worth anything. It's not good damage. It's just damage. You just see it as like a failed investment, right? In a Some way, where it's like I put. I had all this stuff, so what can I use this for? And sometimes you just got to let it go. Damage you, is for healing, not you for got, yeah. monetary value. <laughs> no, and you know, some people will feel that way. It's like, how can I use this thing that I went through to my advantage? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just have to accept mm-hmm. that it happened, and you have to try to heal from it. And the only thing to do with it is to get over it. And you also see her dealing with antidepressants, and that's that's tied into it. Yeah. Her, her, her antidepressants are making her happy, and so she's getting writer's block. So that's yeah. what calls to action whether or not she even wants to stay on the medication. She ends up, she stops taking it suddenly, which never, never, ever just stop taking your medication. And she starts getting these horrible effects from it. She has a breakdown, she starts throwing up, and yeah, those are things that happen. And then um, her boyfriend at the time guy who you, you said you weren't guy. all that big of a now i'm not a huge fan of guy i understand his importance as the normal dude mm-hmm. who's just that and that's what that's what she needed was because oh here we go more contrast yep where you more get foils more foils more mr peanut butter to guy and that was her whole problem with mr peanut butter she's like i just need you to be here i just need you to be normal and just listen to me and do what i say and like you don't have to go <laughs> not, over not the just, top not just listen to me and do what i say that didn't sound good <laughs> yeah no, no not like that but like need a husband who does what i say <laughs> more more like if i ask something yeah and you need just to take note other. of it yeah communicate you, with me you need to work together it's marriage is a collaborative experience yes <laughs> and and it was the mr peanut butter show right and now with Diane's relationship is it's just guy he's just a guy and that's what she needs yep and that he he is a pillar of support for her when she really really needs that hey he's a cool dude and it's great to see yeah it's it it very much feels healthy and normal funny how they move to Chicago and then Texas 
Yeah. Because <laughs> at the time, gonna... one of our good friends moved to Chicago, and we yes. live in Texas, so it was like, huh. It's funny how that happens. There's how many cities? No, it wasn't even just Texas. It was Houston. Like, how many cities are there in the U.S. they could have cho- chosen? Yeah. And they do Chicago and Houston. It's like, huh. <laughs> I guess they are some of the biggest, but... Uh, yeah, I got... I, I just knows. thought it was really funny. I it felt, it coincidence. I felt very targeted. And they yeah. also uh, made an offhanded uh, abortion joke about Texas and how difficult it is to get one in Texas, which is objectively true <laughs> just yeah no matter no, no, whether no you charge yeah whether you feel uh positively or negatively about it you gotta admit it is not the easiest thing to yeah. do when you're living here yeah and uh yeah so aged well yeah they they have a lot of jokes that age well here which uh, is it always makes it fun to rewatch no but for hopefully sure if you haven't seen bojack we've not spoiled too much and had you inspired to go and watch it and if you have seen it go watch it again with all the stuff that we've been talking about you should about. yeah that's that's what i'm saying like with a show like this even if you know what's coming still experiencing it and watching it and we didn't even begin to touch on everything and yeah, just how so complex much. this show is and everything that's going on all the different jokes and running gags and the payoffs for character development there is so much going on here, and we end on Bojack. Man, I don't, I don't know. We got to talk about one episode before the ending. Oh, okay, go ahead. What is you from halfway down? Oh, buddy, the true, the true ending to the yeah. show, in my opinion, because the the very last episode, it's it's good, it feels good, it's lighthearted, it has everyone in a good spot and about to move forward in ways that are healthy for them. It is a great bow that is wrapped up on the show. But the underneath the bow, in that box, the present that you get at you the could, end, with a, the view from halfway down, something going on, is such an amazing episode. Yeah. And it's alluded to earlier in the season, literally in episode one, which again, the first episode of the season being in conversation with the last one, uh-huh. Dr. Champ mentions the dinner party that Bojack has with everyone whose life he's ever ruined. And here's, this is the real genius in this episode is that these characters and how we're seeing them is how Bojack sees them. Yes. Not how so they actually are. They're, yeah. These are not the real characters in these scenes. Mm-hmm. This is Bojack imagining them up and his idea of them. And you can kind of tell. That's yeah. that is what is so great about this is there is there's those subtle differences where the actual character and who is being presented in this dreamlike mm-hmm. state. Especially Herb. Especially Herb. Who Bojack knows the most, as opposed to the character there that he knows the least, who is both Secretariat. Who did kill himself? Yeah, in um, I believe it was season two where it showed him killing himself. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. He um he was outed for cheating and so he jumped off a bridge. And Secretariat is at the same time, which they do mention, he's also his father in one character at this dinner yeah. scene because he didn't understand Secretariat. He didn't understand his dad. And the the namesake of the episode, the view from halfway down, it it comes after they've been doing performances everyone's there after after dinner and they've had all these discussions they which are great discussions all the dialogue in this episode is amazing. fantastic and then toward the end they all have a performance they they all have something to offer and uh it, it 
references back to uh, season five, the show must go on with uh, Gina and how she's mm-hmm. singing, um, keep dancing until the curtain falls. And um, you get at the very end, Secretariat's poem, which is called the view from halfway down. And it's this great, I poem. wish I would have known. Yes. And he, it's, it's a great poem about how he killed himself and when he jumped off the stage. just suicide in general and about how you do hear about people who have attempted, mm-hmm. failed, and were like, I am so happy now. And that's not always going to be the case. No, that's often not the case. And, and I know it's like, it is, but I think it is important to put that hope out there where like, mm-hmm. I wish I would have known what it was like the view from the, that view down. of like <laughs> oh imminent destruction because yeah there is upon me it it starts out with a lot of ideation which which is how all suicides start ideation of suicide the idea that it is a good thing it is a way and, out yes and then halfway through the poem he realizes the mistake and how he wishes he could go back up and how he regrets and he ends up dying with that regret yet again though this is what bojack thinks yeah this is not but, secretary so you can see where bojack oh uh, what i mean you could say he contemplating just ending it all yeah you know but, and this has been on his mind before and obviously if he has these thoughts on it but at the same time as i mentioned before this is the character he has the least understanding of yeah so it's not so he's able him projecting that's his, what i'm saying is like you're kind he's able to almost insert himself in there because yeah. he doesn't know about this yeah it's, guy. it's more him than it is secretary yeah yeah I agree. Which is why all was so good and why you get some insight into Bojack and why somebody who is having all these issues didn't just take his own life. Because like you said before, you kind of think that throughout the the show, you're thinking like, how is this going to end? Yeah, there's there's even a part where he Is Bojack going to die? Is he going to kill himself? There's even a part where he fantasizes about dying old. And he like yeah. goes out to the water and, and he realizes he's not going to be able to make it back because he's just too old. And so he just lets himself sink. Yeah. And yeah, you, you hear that ideation of death that he has in that moment. And yeah, it's interesting to see that he sees it now where he would have some regret, especially at the end of the show. Where it actually acknowledges, like, hey, I know everyone's been thinking about what it would be like if this main character killed himself in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also referenced in a, one of the episodes is called Downer Ending. And I think that's that's yeah. literally the part it, that it, I was it, just it, describing, it. was yeah. him talking about the water and everything. And, um, yeah, it's them saying, we're not going to do that. Them saying, this is how you should feel about suicide. He not, has to, you know, he has to yeah. see this through. Because if the most... Bojack Horseman is the most relatable character in the show, and if your most relatable character who's troubled goes through suicide, then what is that going to do but inspire more suicide? I mean, I think about I think about that show Thirteen Reasons Why, yeah. and how you know obviously the main character in that show ends up taking her own life, right? And if you see yourself in this character. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I totally relate to them. She's gone through maybe something similar. I have bullying, whatever, uh, you know, just some hard times. Yeah. Oh, if she took her life, oh, that's an mm-hmm. option. And even if it every other character condemns her for that, it is it still going to speak to some people. Yeah, it still happened. In that way for them to say that is the answer. No, I, so I agree. I'm glad they didn't take that route because it would have been... 
It wouldn't be my favorite show. If they no, did. I, I, I agree. It couldn't be. Because then Bojack didn't learn anything. Right. He didn't try to face any of these things he's done. He mm-hmm. took a way out where he doesn't have to face his problem. He doesn't have to take responsibility. Living is harder. Yeah. Objectively. <laughs> it's, There's going to be more trials and tribulations moving forward if you do not take your own life. Because no but... one truly knows what's on the end of the other way. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, do I do the unknown and I don't have to deal with anything and I'm just done? You know, or you have a different belief system and, you know, you've been a horrible person. So now you're going to a horrible place. Right. Or, oh, or just all ends and I'm done. Whatever, whatever you think that is not, I'm so glad they didn't take that route. Yeah. Uh, so the actual ending we got was much more feel good. I kind of. Now, you say feel goody, but I didn't get that i, I said saw much more feel good than, than, the than oh than, than, than him just being like see ya yeah for sure uh but there is definitely some there's a lot of pity in this last episode yeah he's, where he's kind of sad and he's his hair is gray he's, he wasn't dying his hair black anymore, which he has <laughs> which he has been doing the entire um show he's, yeah. he's embracing the fact that he's old now he's in his it's 50s, time to grow up yeah Time to face responsibility. Time to tell these people and he's in that prison. you've wronged. Thank, yeah. He's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to go out for this one hey, episode. guess what? Well deserved. He deserves to be in prison. For multiple counts. <laughs> yeah. Like he said, he murdered Sarah Lynn, so. He assaulted Gina. Yeah. Uh, and they just swept to, it under the rug for the shake, sake of show business. Yeah, and not to mention all the other illegal stuff he's done. He stole the... Hollywood sign. <laughs> You're gonna hate him for that. <laughs> yeah, I will. Stealing public property is not cool, bro. I would, I would love to talk about just really quick how hilarious it is that they instantly pick up the Hollywood gag instead of Hollywood. Because yes. in that episode, Todd is locked up in jail the whole time, and he's he's like, "Bojack, come and get me. The bail is fifty dollars." And he's he's literally been in these concrete walls. And then he gets out, and he's like, well, that's what happens in Hollywood. Like, how did he even know? <laughs> he didn't. He just, yeah. Just instantly, everybody that's just how it is now. world calls yeah, it Hollywood, just Hollywood instead now. of Hollywood. Yeah. And that's they roll so with it. brilliant. That's show business, baby. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> you just roll with the punches. Uh, it is. So the, the very Like we last... said, we haven't even begin, be, yeah. begun. Begin. We haven't even began. We haven't even begun began begun begun <laughs> gundam <laughs> gundam to touch on just all the little intricacies and comedy and everything this show does the final note that it ends on is bojack and diane sitting on the top of a roof just like they do throughout the whole episode when they're having their moments and they just silently enjoy each other's company and look up at the sky which is perfect because they are they're the main characters yeah they're you know most of what you see that go through the most changes yeah and when you come to the end of it you know you you recognize that there is more to be done life goes on there are things to be happened but you feel good about this ending and you feel like all right it's tied up and you still have a little bit and what i like a lot is some whenever it's up to interpretation of what happens next you know they not everything is spelled out for you perfectly 
and you can actually use your brain <laughs> to some hey people, some people very passionately prefer being told what the ending is as opposed oh, to oh hey those people i like to call them some things <laughs> don't <laughs> don't i know some people personally <laughs> they are idiots no they're people who think that the authors should do their job more <laughs> the author ah uh, <laughs> hot takes here <laughs> anyway the the author's job is to present something compelling yeah which is done it's and it's done fold in bojack Horseman. exactly so do they need to tie it up perfectly and everything spelled out for you and you don't have to think about anything no stop being stupid <laughs> and actually think for once in your life how does this end how does bojack carry on well, you can think about it now, and you can have a good time doing it. You can talk with other people about it. It also it, it is important that things are left a little bit open ended. It also does a lot to say that these aren't just characters; these are people, which yeah. any any media is trying to do. It's trying to make you feel like these are people and not characters. And you get a lot of that here because we do get so much insight into the characters, right? And people's lives don't end at the end of the episodes no characters it goes do, on but people you set them up with their lives and you say this is what they did this is yeah. where they're going and life goes on like you said and it's it is, great it is just such a good show man <laughs> and I, I hope that as the years go on it, you know people can recognize exactly what it did and yeah. i hope that it stays ended honestly I hope this is the definite end of BoJack Horseman's story. The only thing, yeah, for BoJack Horseman's story, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The only thing they could ever do differently is like world building stuff, like spinoffs that are set in the same universe, but still completely different characters, new stories, completely removed from what we have. Don't mess with what we have. Maybe it's some perfect. references here or there. Yeah, or like you see like an event happening from the show. Something like that, like yeah. In the background. I, I, yeah, I don't need TV more... Of these characters, though, I don't need a Bojack Part Two. I don't need a Todd show. I don't need a no. Princess Carolyn show. No, it'd have to be. I don't its need own a Judah show. Whatever, like, it's done. It's ended. I liked it. I loved it. It's yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> shows of all time. It's my absolute number one. And obviously, you know, like I said, there, there's a couple of things that you know, some jokes drag on. Obviously, the animation is not top quality. I mean, other than that, what can you say? The barrier to entry, obviously some people are just going to have a lesser opinion on animation. And mm -hmm. that is their opinion. And they are wrong. The only other but thing I hear people say is they're like, it's too depressing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, you... I think I mentioned this earlier where you have to be very okay yeah. with the bad things that have happened to you. Because this, there are some triggers. Yep. And you do kind of it doesn't it doesn't dance around it. It is in your face about everything that's going on. It gets real dark. It gets it real heavy. Yeah, we mentioned those gut punches. It doesn't pull those gut no. punches. And no, and you'll feel that. And there are times where I had to like pause it and just hang on. Let me let me just take <laughs> this in. Let me just the process. Oof. Yeah, I gotta process this, and that's fine. You know, you don't have to just speed run this and and binge it like. Take your time with this show. It's not horsing around. <laughs> it is not it horsing is not, around. It is not your typical sitcom where everything, like they say multiple times throughout the show, where everything is wrapped up 
in 30 minutes and everything is okay at the end nope every time no it's not no. what this show does no, no, and no. it'll feel like that at times where you're like haha it's so lighthearted. boom hits you just it's an amazing show mm -hmm. go watch it <laughs> everyone if you've watched it already watch it again yeah and that's what you I said. really you have to put in a little bit of effort and i hate saying like once you get past season one you'll really i think season one, one has redeeming qualities yeah once you get to the the i think like the second half of season one yeah if you're not invested by that point then you're probably just not gonna like it uh i mean keep trying i guess if you really have that much time to, because it Come there's on, payoff you guys have time you're listening to a podcast the, exactly there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of payoff in this show that was a joke it hits I mean. a <laughs> it hits a lot of important things about just life and you know maybe it can help you in certain ways as well i think it helped me it helped me yeah 100 percent. i took a lot away from this show and that's what good media does it compels you it inspires you it helps you grow <laughs> it's been almost two hours we're almost at two hours now <laughs> uh, yeah what else can we say we could go into finer details but i think we hit the main points the show does a lot it holds a special place in both of our hearts and i will continue to rewatch it yep i'm probably gonna watch it at least five more times for the rest of my life yeah i'm, I'm probably mean, gonna show it to my kids <laughs> when they're of age when, when they're when they're <laughs> five years old no <laughs> the perfect age but i'll yeah. even give him a little bit of vodka maybe what's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that <laughs> i'm not actually going to do that i'm not my name is in bojack correct <clears throat> thank god anything so, <laughs> anything else you want to i think we touch covered on? it man yeah, we, until next time this it. has been jack versus the world thanks for listening we appreciate you have a wonderful day night morning goodbye